Welcome to Tea with Culture. I'm Hin Mazena and with me is Wal Hattar. And this episode we're going to be talking about the European film screenings that took place in Dubai and Abu Dhabi between uh, the 18th, 19th of October and 27th of October. With us is uh, Alessandra Priante, who is the lady uh, managing this festival since uh, it's been three years now. This is the third year, right? Yes, correct. I'm the founder and artistic director of the festival. So... I mean, I, I guess a good start would be let's start from the very beginning and what, what made you decide to do this? Because it's a great initiative. It's an opportunity to see films that we don't regularly see in our cinemas. And uh, yeah, if you could explain how this whole thing came about. Well, thanks a lot. First of all, it's a pleasure and I would say an honor to be, to be your guest. And um, European Film Screening started very correctly three years ago. It was the end of my term as a diplomat here. I wasn't really a proper diplomat. I was a little bit of a tourist of diplomacy. I was an, a cultural expert and nominated by my government to overview uh, the cultural and uh, educational uh, relations with the Gulf area. And I was headquartered in Abu Dhabi upon my choice. And uh, so I decided that my last event would be focused on the thing that I love the most, which is cinema. And this is how it started. And it was... And it still is a platform which encompasses the participation of various countries, member states of the European Union. The inspiration of it all was that at the time we were holding the semester of presidency of the Council of the European Union as Italy. So it did make sense to associate the whole thing with Europe as also an entity, as an institution. You know, in Europe we uh, have a very strong um, cinematographic industry which is mainly... Uh, sustained and supported by our national governments through the so-called clause of cultural diversity, which basically exempts the audiovisual services from the GATT and GATS, which means we are allowed to protect our own national film industries from the American invasion. So in order for us to be allowed and to be in in the possibility of continuing producing national films. Uh, and we, we were uh, able, through this legal instrument, to set up national funds that you know apply for each and every uh, country that is a member of the European Union. Now, the good thing about European films, which is something which is not immediate to perceive, especially for Europe, outside of Europe, is that all our films are actually a co-production more than a production. So when we call for national production, in reality, each and every film is a participation of different countries. But with the co-production mechanism, which is bilateral treaties and multilateral treaties and us abiding to the cultural diversity clause, basically each film qualifies as national in in their own country. Straightforward example. La Grande Bellezza, The Great Beauty, is Italy and France plus a little bit of Germany. This film qualifies as national in the three countries. Therefore, is it eligible to all the benefits that qualifying as national means? So it would be uh, any form of support, any form of incentive. But this is what we have in place in the European Union to allow our national cinematographic industries to survive in some cases and to flourish in the most sort of, you know, uh, 
um, established cases like France, for example. So in Italy, we produce 130 films a year. In France, it's 250. In smaller countries, is of course, much less. Like Croatia will be like 10, 20. But they exist. On the other hand, if this, this system, this national funding system was not in place, these films would not exist. Because if it, you leave it all up to the market to evaluate, then of course you have exhibitors only by American films, then you have distributors who are mainly American uh, chains, then who's left, what's left. So for the independent production and distribution sector to flourish, in Europe we have public funding in place, which allows mm. all these beautiful art pieces, also commercial, you know, because they sell a lot in their, in their national box office and not only to be made and to circulate. Yeah, and that's great to hear because I think I've always admired the fact that there is national funding, uh, you know, public funding to make these films and the same with the arts in Europe and how much that's lacking here and, and this frustration of where filmmakers here are always, you know, hustling for budgets and, and when you hear lots of cuts taking place within the kind of, like, you know, Abu Dhabi Film Festival got cancelled and, and they had their film funding body and that got kind of diverted to something yeah, else and it just becomes you know quite um, not a very optimistic outlook on the future of filmmaking here but I know people who are trying hard are still trying hard and you know film will be made no matter what once filmmakers heads set to it but I mean with these European films I, I know a lot of these are also kind of presented by the embassies so and, and so that's been interesting, just the role of the, the, the embassies based here and when it's time for them to present these films. I've always been curious to know like, what's, who chooses the films and how that choice is made and, uh, and like, is it always an amicable decision or like, are some films being fought over more than others? Well, it's a very interesting question you're asking me here and uh, I'm trying to find the diplomatic answer to everything. <laughs> Nevertheless, uh, reality is that the presented by the embassy is because the way that I've designed this platform is for each and every embassy to have the opportunity of exploiting this event to their best. And some embassies are very clever. Some embassies just spend time nagging. Uh, some embassies just, you know, sit flat and don't react. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's not, a, there's no judgment in what I'm saying, but it's just an observation because most of the time choices within the single diplomatic representations depend on many factors, mm -hmm. like how many people work in the embassy, uh, what is their sensitivity towards certain type of things, what is their availability financially, because there's no financial contribution coming mm -hmm. from the embassies, mm -hmm. but if the embassies are bringing the films, mm -hmm then it's, uh, it's absolutely uh, a cost for them. So some of them are really willing to be part of this and recognize the importance of being part of this. And some of them, for, for various reasons, don't. But I, the, I mean, what I was saying, the platform, it's really a platform which uh, has a big head, which mm. is the blue and stars head. So mm, it's European, Europe. Yeah. So well, this e Europe or EU? Well, EU, mm. in this sense, because I know that there is a difference between Europe as a region in terms of perception. I'm talking EU. So the EU delegation is the head of this. Their role, and it's for recognizing also the importance of the UAE for Europe, there is now an EU embassy in the UAE. Okay. So uh, we are operating in, in tight 
cooperation with them because that, this platform, the, as I said, the way I designed it, doesn't really make that much sense without that. Mm. You know, it's not just about screening films. Screening films, anybody can do that. Mm. Okay? Even the embassies, uh, upon their own initiatives, they do screening films. Mm-hmm. I know that the French, for example, they have the, the French films uh, initiatives. Yep. They have the French are probably the only embassy together with the Germans that have an institute dedicated to cultural promotion. So they have probably the means, the people, the mm. the strategy, mm. the mission to mm. do that. Mm. You know, so, uh, but but cinema has to be, in my vision, I mean, cinema is the most immediate language mm. of cultural dialogue. Mm. So when I first thought about this is because I strongly believe that through cinema you can tell much more than any other conference or or other type of initiatives which are still valuable but with cinema you just get straight to the point Mm. and you leave the viewer with something that maybe he's not completely aware of in the beginning but then when he walks out and he thinks about it it's like oh my god and then oh this is so interesting oh really Danish landscapes are like this I've never seen them how funny are old Danes so crazy probably they are (laughs) but you know it it just it's a way of communicating now the choice sorry just to answer more your question this year was very interesting because we decided together with the EU delegation we decided to endorse and to to basically bring on board the European Film Academy European Film Academy being basically the European Oscars so they are the academy of all the film professionals in the European region right which is not EU so it's not politically uh, characterized but it is regionally characterized it exists now for almost 30 years um, at the moment, uh, the president is Wim Wenders, and uh, it's based in Germany. And it's the most, uh, you know, uh, it's the biggest authority that we have in a way representing all that I was saying before. You know, cultural diversity, national uh, film industry, freedom of expression, talent, art. So it, we, we're really fond of that. And for the first time, they decided to follow me, the crazy one. I'm a member. And I said, let's do it. It wasn't easy, believe me, because they don't like doing these type of things. They were a bit skeptical about, you know, coming to a country that they don't really understand. Mm -hmm. And I guaranteed them that, you know, it was probably the most open-minded country where we could actually do such a thing. Mm -hmm. And it would be interesting as well. It's always interesting to test different audiences. Mm -hmm. And even if the majority of our audiences are indeed expats, you never know. This is the beauty of cinema. I mean, the way that we design the platform is that there's there's such a, a free and open access that literally anybody that really wants to come, they will come. Mm-hmm. They will do their best to come. So some of the films this year were actually suggestions from the uh, Film Academy, uh, which embassies completely endorsed and supported and they were happy about. In some other cases... They had something else in mind, mm. which is perfectly fine. Mm. Like, I can quote you two very special embassies, actually three. One of them is playing tonight, which is uh, uh, Poland. Mm. Um, they chose their own films. Like, Poland really, really wanted to bring this film in. It's called Miasto 44, Warsaw 44, and is a, a film that talks about Second World War in Warsaw, basically, or the, the, the amount of... Uh, the impact that the war had, the heroes of 1944 mm-hmm. in Poland. So it's like a very dear film to all of them. Um, the Netherlands, they brought, and Finland, they brought two amazing children films. Okay. 
that were in theaters two months ago. So they went beyond. They've done the effort of actually, you know, going for something, which is a total premiere here in the country. So, you know, as I said, I think the beauty of Europe is its diversity, and it reflects as well in the way that we all work together. Each one is diverse. But then at the end of the day, I think and I hope that everyone's happy with the outcome because we really engage with the community at a very deep level. They really love coming. They wait for us. They're happy. The film, is a, the film event is a very straightforward film mm. event. Mm. So you don't have to dress up. There's no galas. You know, you, you make your plans. You get your friends. And you decide that you want to, you know, enjoy yourself on a Spanish mm. uh, um, crime story in the 1980s, on an Austrian thriller horror. And you do it. No, and it's, 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 it's wonderful that you're able to get a... Like a a vari- variation of films. I mean, even if you take the simplest thing like Ireland's film, The Lobster, you got that versus Brooklyn, which is kind of this kind of mass, uh, happy, everybody thingy, but Lobster, and they were both in the cinemas at least here, so we're not saying anything is, is kind of brought in new, but it's just a, uh, maybe less of a chance to have the opportunity and the cinema, and I sat on that one, it was quite full and everybody enjoyed it and it's just that absurd absurdity that you wouldn't necessarily get because when we do get these smaller or European films in, in the cinema here, they come in for about six days and they're gone. So if you blink or you're ill that week, you, you miss a lot of the films out. So it's good that you, you, it's okay to even bring those films back sometimes for us. Oh, you yeah, can tell for our sure. friends or rewatch it. For sure, for sure. I mean, seeing the selection so far, uh, there's been, I totally agree, a really good diverse uh, selection of films. Some are really family-oriented. Some I know you even had warnings, you know, it's not suitable for your audience. And I think the refreshing thing is to see a film in its original format. There hasn't been any cutting, any, nothing cut off, just as we see films during the film festival. And, and it's good that we're seeing these films despite it going through a discussion and making sure films are selected that uh, where you think of the audience, or you think of the cultural sensitivities, and we're still getting films that aren't the normal films we see all year. So it, it's good, and you know, th- and that's when we tell people, no, go this week, go and watch this, because you're not going to see this other, any other way in Dubai on the big screen. And about selection, this year for the first time you have full Arabic features. Can you let us know about that? Well, sure. Um, to uh, to expand on Hind's uh, uh, observations, actually, you know, we are not a commercial festival. Uh, the people that come and attend it, including you, know that uh, we are a free event. Uh, so the I guess the the of course whatever we select we try to be very sensitive about what is being selected. But as I was saying before, with 900 films being produced in Europe, it's not uncommon to find you know films that are absolutely suitable for for diverse audiences. I do believe audiences are intelligent. So I believe that the challenge for audiences is not really related to the amount of, you know, sensitive issues that are tackled, is the way that they are. When a film is well written, when it's uh, well cast, well, you know, shot, I think you're able to to talk about many things. You know, there's uh, social problems, there's uh, disabilities, there's any type of, uh, even love stories or crime or 
metaphors. You know, you if if it's a good film, I think this is what really matters. Yeah, I agree because I think also there's this association of European art house and you know a lot of people, it's art house and they already kind of assume oh that that's not for me that's I'm gonna go to that film and leave depressed or it's not entertaining. But it's true you said 900 films are produced. <laughs> there's a variety of genres of stories yes. and there's enough to choose from to bring here, which is <clears> why I'm always frustrated. Why don't we see them more often throughout well, the year? <laughs> that's why I'm extremely happy for all the diverse, diverse initiatives they're undertaking in you know, the UAE because as I always say there's never enough cinema mm. so like I was asked this question I was saying ah, but did you know that there's a GCC film festival mm. talking about Arabic mm. films mm. happening basically at the same time I said well no I didn't know but I'm actually very happy mm. this is happening mm. it's an incredible coincidence I like it the energy of everyone focusing on cinema I mean Frank Capra used to say You speak with cinema, you're able to speak to hundreds of millions of people for two hours mm. in the dark. That's true. <laughs> so it's an incredibly powerful and effective mean of communication. And as I said before, it's multi-layered. So it touch, tackles your emotions, it tackles your, your understanding of things. And it doesn't matter. The good thing about the films that we're showing mm. is uh, that they... They're all diverse, also in thematics. Mm. Uh, the I would say the guideline of this year, they were all all of them top award-winning films. Mm. So beautiful cast, incredible, and you can see it mm -hmm. from. So the quality is yeah. very high. But I think what's interesting is that the language, for example, they're all subtitles in English. Mm. Okay, um, the language issue is not there, meaning that you can see a very typical Finnish story and still get incredibly engaged. Mm. You can see a very typical, uh, I don't know, Polish drama, and then you would think, uh, you know what, you know, I'm not really interested in Polish cinema. It's not about Polish cinema. It's the story behind it. It's the way it's told. So in a way, uh, the, the good thing about, I think, the selection is that it... it really challenges you and what I've noticed in audiences is mm. that maybe I mean the ones who know us they keep on coming and they, they wait for the next edition they're like hungry for it and they're they'll be sad if there's nothing there anymore but uh, the ones who come for the first time realize and they say oh wow this is nice wait let me tell my friends let me come tomorrow what's showing tomorrow so is that really the relevance of you know having a very targeted idea of oh I want to see this film or that film is also about the curiosity mm. of being exposed to something completely different there's a Latvian film how many times do you see a film from Latvia that's true yeah. you know what I'm saying even in Europe itself yep. I mean don't don't forget one thing in Europe we have exactly the same problem mm. that everybody has just in different percentages depending on the mm. market mm. 80% 70% 90% of the market is okay, American films uh, yeah So we have to fight hard for that 10%. So if in a way I can contribute to that little, maybe 2% or 3% here in the UAE, offering a little bit more of diversity, I'm the happiest. So, but and, and about the choice of Arabic films this year, because I know in the past there have been short films that would be yes. screened yes. Uh, right before the main uh, feature. So this year I know they were screened like in a separate film, and it was like its own separate special program. Uh, program. Yeah. So well, well, it was a little bit of a test. <clears throat> We realized actually that there's a. There's a lot of hunger for these films, but definitely what we want to do next year, uh, if we are to bring this back again, we'll probably be better to capitalize it in the same location. Yep. Because it's always nice to, I mean, the people that come and see a European film, they're just going to turn around and go and see the Arab film. Yeah. If they haven't seen it. Well, 
Well, those that, you know, mm-hmm. really, really want to come and see that film, is mm-hmm. just easier for them to access. Yeah. So uh, the Arabic program starts from the fact that uh, the European film screenings is born as a dialogue. Mm. Right. So it's not just a platform, but it's also a di- cultural dialogue platform. So it doesn't make any sense to do only European films. It makes sense to actually, you know, bring them together to a different level with Arab films. This year I wanted to run an Arab program because so many beautiful Arab films have been produced in the last two years. So I said to myself, why don't we try with Arab films? Now, the Arab feature film program, together with the screenings, uh, will probably make better sense next year around a theme. Yeah. So if there's, you know, a specific sort of, you know, confronting, for example, the war in Syria or whatever is happening in other parts of the world, to have the two perspectives. Mm. Because what I notice is that perspective is always a very interesting way of, of portraying yourself with cinema. Uh, I don't know if you're aware about the fact that the only country outside of the UAE where there was an Emirati film released was actually Italy, with From A to B. Um, from A to B, Ali Mustafa. Like as in a commercial release? Yeah, yeah, theatre. Okay. All right. Theatre, right. the first Emirati okay. film being right. released that's out right. and, uh, okay. outside it, okay. its own sort of network. Right. yeah. And believe it or not, I mean, the distributor is a very good friend of mm. mine, and uh, he fell in love with the film, and everybody, they were not huge audiences, I have mm. to say, but mm. because, of course, already we are struggling with mm. our national films, mm. and mm. here comes the Emirati film. Like, yeah, yeah. The reaction of the, I would say, six, 700 people that went to see the mm. film overall, mm. not many screens, of mm. course, had mm. it, about 20 screens all over, all over Italy. <laughs> yeah, because I think the screening in Dubai lasted, what, a couple of weeks, I think, maximum? Well, Even talk or? to the distributor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nevertheless, <laughs> nevertheless, yeah. it was shown, and mm. their reaction yeah. was immensely pleasant. All right, that's they were all like, their reaction was like, oh, really? So you guys are like, you're not the war guys that mm. we see? Like, you're not the, mm. oh, wow, really, guys like us? And and, and it's funny and entertaining, because mm. Fahad al-Buteri or, yeah, you know, yeah. all the rest is just pure mm. entertainment. Mm. But they were surprised, A, that such quality of films could come from the UAE. Mm. So it's like, oh, my God, there's UAE in the picture as well. And story-wise. And the story itself and the characters. and. Uh, so what I think yeah. is relevant mm. in this experiment mm. that we're doing, because as well we're growing year by year, mm-hmm. by year mm-hmm. is that we're putting together yeah. Arab films in European cinema. And in a way... I have to confess an ambition because I do hope that there's there's going to be in the future maybe <clears throat> a fund here mm-hmm. or a structure mm-hmm. that supports national films yes. in a different way, mm-hmm. not with the commercial sort of yes. I buy the script and, and I <laughs> hire an Arab director yeah. type of thing, yeah. which I'm definitely Fine, works for it. But yeah, definitely there needs to be, exactly. Uh, but there needs to be a possibility for all these you know, young people to get A, trained, B, get exposure. They need to understand if whatever, is cinema really their career? Maybe not. Mm, You know, until they really have the possibility of testing themselves, it's difficult. And until all these young people are sort of self-funding themselves Mm. all the time, Mm, mm. it's just 
a big struggle. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not. Uh... And uh, as one of the, as we're clo- as we're closing up, I have a, a, a last question or two about uh, sport and funding. So you, this is the third year you've been doing it, and this year you have uh, you're doing it in Novo Cinemas. And has it been difficult? Is it like a partnership? Are you paying for it? What's how's that going, and how will that go in the future? Well, this event could not happen without Nova Cinemas. You know, Nova Cinemas is more than, than you know, support. It's it's pure partnership. And I'm very grateful for that because Debbie Christensen, she really believes as well in the event. And when whenever there is, there is a sensitivity from such a, a film entity to support these kind of cultural events, I think only good things can come out of it. I mean, European Film Screenings is a pure, truly community event Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. as I was saying before very straightforward to people you come and watch a film but you know what we had incredible numbers in Abu Dhabi today we're closing in Dubai we're along the same line we are in three years we're able to put together a database of 7,000 people which means 7,000 people came and attended the screenings throughout the three years Mm. that is a lot Mm. you know even the, the majority of them are returning yeah, so, I was going to say, like, do you see familiar faces each time or oh, every yeah. night? <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. And this is so amazing. I have, right. to, I have to be honest with you. Like, people literally get out of work and hop into the cinema, and they tell me with, like, big gratitude and, you know, eyes that want to embrace you. They, they tell you, thank you so much. Oh, my God, we've been waiting for this all year. As if, and you're just basically screening a film. So imagine the power of such a small thing, and it just makes you feel better. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a hunger for these films. And I mean, and I, I say this one with, well, I would just wish this is more often. You know, we don't have to wait for a festival that happens once a year or, you know, cultural screenings that happen just a few days. Is and, that a proposal? Uh, <laughs> a proposal from my side. We should talk about it. <laughs> Absolutely. Ready to do that. And, you know, forward. here's to bringing more cinema more frequently, uh, yeah, more diverse, uh, diverse stories and, uh, and, you know, get more people to come and see cinema and enjoy it. Well, you see, we are, the Latins used to say, guta cavat lapidem, which means the drop carves the stone. And this is what we're doing. Slowly, slowly, we're making our signature. Have you started planning next year? Yes, indeed. Great. We're looking forward to it. Thank you for joining us. Enjoy the conversation. And yeah, uh, here's to cinema and more cinema. Absolutely, and I would say hashtag for the love of cinema. For the love of cinema, for sure. Thank Thank you very much. Thanks.